This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 149. Heather Rodriguez on Hypnosis Speaking for Itself. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. It's Jason Lynette here, and thank you so much for joining me on this program today for this outstanding conversation, connecting by way of a phone call to Regina up in Canada, speaking directly with Heather Rodriguez. For those of you that don't know Heather, her backstory, we go into her whole superhero origin story from a career in catering to restaurant service to, of course, the natural transition to becoming a hypnotist. It's a fascinating story. And what I want you to take away from this conversation is the title of this, Letting Hypnosis Speak for Itself. To be passionate about the work that you do, to be passionate about connecting with and helping your clients, and then using that as the leverage point to really bridge that conversation with others. So you're going to hear inside of this outstanding conversation the stories of you know picking up clients from all sorts of unique places, of just engaging in conversation, being genuine with people, and using that as that momentum point to actually invite them into your office. So you're going to hear the entire startup journey from working part-time in her home to branching out, starting up her own office, and walking away from an already successful career to then position herself as the hypnotist. Stick through this as well because we talk about some really, really interesting themes of working with people in business, the entrepreneurial mindset. So whether it's real estate agents, whether it's people who have to go out there and quite honestly, let's call it out, do the same things that we need to do as hypnotists to grow our business picking up the phone and making calls, uh, sending out the press release from time to time, going on television, and really spreading that awareness, and as Heather says, letting hypnosis speak for itself. So it's that branding that I've introduced a few years ago of someone being a hypnotic worker, that not just being the trainer, not just being the person who writes or talks about hypnosis, but being that real renaissance person who is still seeing clients, is still teaching, and more importantly, continuing to learn as you do so. Challenging that model, looking forward to improving the entire way through. So you can check out more about Heather over at hypnoheather.com and uh, details and links and everything over on the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. Um, and I'd share with you two specific opportunities to grow your own hypnosis business to outstanding new successful levels. The first option is one that you can actually do in the privacy and the comfort of your own home. Check out hypnosis hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. As I've built out my live services brick and mortar office, Virginia Hypnosis, I've chronicled all that I've done. So whether it's the network marketing, whether it's going out and giving live talks, whether it's branching into the things that we can pull off online in terms of how you get your websites built out, how you can harness social media to grow your business, it's more than an 80-hour library of action plans. It's Netflix for your hypnosis business. And even inside of it, there are real marketing strategies and marketing plans that are there completely ready for you to use. So you're about to put out your press release 
I've got a press release for you. You're about to give a live talk. I've got an outline for a live talk for you. You want to put email marketing campaigns on your website? That's inside of the program too, as well. You can get instant access to Hypnotic Business Systems for just $47. And what if you want to think bigger, though? about your business. And for that, I'm inviting you to join me at HypnoThoughts Live 2018 for Hypnotic Products. Check it out at hypnoticproducts.com. It's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday, August 28th and 29th, 2018 in Las Vegas, right after HypnoThoughts Live. This was an event I did back in 2017 to a sellout crowd and backed by popular demand. We're doing it once more. Inside of Hypnotic Products, it is a live, hands-on, interactive course. We're going to learn how to design, how to create, how to market, and how to profit from your own hypnotic products. The world has become a whole lot smaller, and you will leave this course with your specific action plan to go out there and create and sell your own outstanding hypnotic products. Once again, check that out, hypnoticproducts.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this outstanding conversation It's session number 149, Heather Rodriguez on Hypnosis Speaking for Itself. I got interested in hypnosis or I I experienced it myself without even knowing for the first time, without really realizing it. I was, um, it was 1999 or 2000, I was living in Calgary, Alberta, and working in a cafe and I met a hypnotist who was telling me what he did. And at the time I had issues with uh, my skin and my health and a couple of other things. And I started going to hypnosis with him as he offered me it. And then I forgot about it. Uh, From then on, I definitely became healthier, adapted a healthier lifestyle, moved back to Regina, Saskatchewan, where I live right now, um, made amends with my family. And then really got on a path of nutrition, health, cleansing, um, holistic therapy until one day I remembered, oh, I wanted to learn hypnosis. And I, you know, I I searched online and I found some hypnosis training. And once I got into the training, was in the training, I remembered, oh, right, I had hypnosis years ago and started to see all these changes that happened in my life as a result that got me to the training. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a very common story that pops up like that one here. The what was it, if you think back about it, what, did, what was it about the hypnosis that you think made it so effective, so life-changing for you? Um, when I think back, I, I honestly can't say except that I know that there was a really nice deep release that there was the work in building the new neural pathway. When I think back, I can see, okay, I did a private session. I know that there was a deep release. And then I was consistently working on the, um, go, I guess, going there. I was going there and listening to the audios and really building that new pathway. So at the time, I can't really say because I don't really, I didn't really even know what I was doing, honestly. Yeah. I just did what he told me to do because I wanted to feel better. I think that's an extremely important point that so often, you know, especially the new hypnotist would get caught up in, um, you know, sort of how to put the process together. How do you blend the actual strategies and even from a more formal approach of saying, okay, here's my induction. Here are the deepeners that I'm going to use. 
But that story mm-hmm. really helps to highlight that it's the entire experience is what the client takes with them. That they don't know, okay, now we're in this strategy, now we're inside of that strategy. It's the whole really symbiotic experience of how it all plays out. Oh, absolutely. And I really wasn't even interested in what he was doing, honestly, because I was at a point where I knew I needed some assistance. It came to me at the time. And when I look back, I still just feel really grateful for whatever it was, because it did help me to get on a path of betterment. Yeah, absolutely. So then from there, the the journey into holistic arts and then journeying back into the hypnosis, what was the next step for you in terms of getting the training? So then I went to Calgary and did training with uh, Advanced Hypnosis Calgary. And I did the NGH certified hypnotherapist training there. And once I did that, even in that class, which I was really blessed because it was even more advanced and there was a lot that I that really tuned like that I felt uh was to me I could understand already coming from this healing background so I was in that class and felt like this is what I have been (laughs) building up until now to do (laughs) so what was the possible path up until that point though So the possible path up to that point, you know, I was studying these things about health and healing, but really just for myself. I'd worked in the restaurant industry for years. I had a catering company. You know, I I credit my uh, ability to build rapport very well to how many people I'd served in the restaurant (laughs) industry. (laughs) And actually, you know, the first clients that I had were my clients that I'd been taking care of for years in that industry. And so... Once I found hypnotherapy, I saw it as a way that I could really take what I knew and have a tool where I can actually help other people. And so building up to taking the hypnotherapy training, I always knew what I was learning was one day going to serve a purpose to help people feel better. I just didn't see it coming. (laughs) I didn't know that hypnotherapy was going to be the one modality that could take all of my skills and all of my education and all of my lessons and use it to create something that can help so many people. So then out of your training, what were the next couple of steps that you took in terms of uh, launching that entrepreneurial side of it? Uh, Well, I, I really basically honestly came back and just started seeing clients. I left the training and I started seeing clients. I was still working at a restaurant at that time. I'm sure I still had my catering company. So I was so excited when I came back. I said, here's this thing I learned. Come see me. This is how much it is. I can help you with that. And I just started doing it. I started it out of my office. I had a, an office in my home at that point, And it just kept growing and growing from there. So really then taking that opportunity and just getting out there and talking about what you did. Absolutely. I I, I still am taking that opportunity every day. And it's the thing that just keeps the momentum going because I, I was fascinated by it. I knew that this was something that could help people. And I just kept telling people, this is what I learned. This is what it can do. Let's try it. Let's, let's, you know, come see me, let's do this. And it really just kept going from there. I didn't honestly think too much about all of those details that I know even some of my students get caught up in, which I think is 
is the not just getting started, the not just getting going. And I remember I would be reading scripts and helping people and, you know, just really reading a script completely word for word. <laughs> and then, then come then and then them coming back and saying, Oh, I quit smoking or, Oh, I don't feel like this anymore. Or, Oh, this is different. I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and this totally works. <laughs> and, I, and I'd share right off. That's part of why I reached out to you to, to have you on here is that, you know, this mindset of getting out there and spreading the awareness around it and getting the clients coming in that as much as people would look at some of the things that I teach, where often I can teach, you know, website design and Facebook marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that really drives that business the best is just simply getting out there and doing good work and spreading the awareness around what you do. Uh, is there is there a story that stands out in terms of let's put it under the framework of perhaps getting clients from an unlikely uh, interaction? Hmm. Oh, I could have so many stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes my friends joke that I really get clients everywhere I go. And it's interesting because it's not because I'm even ever selling myself or selling hypnotherapy. It's just that I let hypnotherapy speak for itself because mm-hmm. I know the value of it and I know what it can do. So, I mean, I don't know if a story sticks out. Uh well, elaborate on that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was at a dinner the other night. We were lucky enough to have this restaurant come in from another city and do a pop-up dinner for us. We had this really great five-course dinner, and the couple sitting across from me, it eventually comes out that I'm a hypnotist, and, you know, that's always a fun conversation anyway. And as we're talking about that, then one of the first things that they say, then they start talking about their son and the things that they've been struggling with with him and how they know that yelling at him or forcing him to do these things doesn't make him stop biting his nails, for example. That was just one of the things. And that they were really looking for help. And I find that's when it just becomes the solution because it's not that we need to convince people to do hypnotherapy. It's that hypnotherapy is actually the solution that they are looking for and just not knowing that there's something that they can uh, use to help. So how do you bridge that gap then? Because I love that phrase of letting hypnosis speak for itself, where there's so much of even people who are inside of this profession who are sometimes hiding behind the word or hiding behind their own business and um, the concern Mm -hmm. of, oh, they're going to think it's this, they're going to think it's that. How do you often bridge that conversation? Well, I think first and foremost, just by being a human being, just by really having that compassion and the understanding of like, yes, it is really frustrating to try to change something or try to do what's best for your kids or, you know, not have things get better. So I think first of all, it's just with compassion and understanding and then really actually letting them know more about it. So I guess it would be answering questions because not everybody is afraid of it. Not everyone thinks it's this stage hypnosis thing only. I think it's just asking questions and answering questions, letting them know that I'm there for them to answer any questions. They can always ask me whatever they need to know. And then just being really, you know, confident, I found, which maybe becomes easier over time when I know that I can help them with that because I've done it before. And I mean, even with my students, I'll tell them, you know, even if you haven't done it before, because even when I didn't do it before, I would say, come in, I'll help you with that. (laughs) Because I knew that 
you know, when we're working with hypnotherapy or hypnosis, it really does have that power to help achieve it. So then launching on your own, so office in your own home, uh, working with as many people as you could interact with, what was that next step for you? The next step for me was just taking the jump into doing it full time, moving into an office outside of my home, quitting all of my other side gigs and really going for it. And, you know, I'm a real believer in things working as they're meant to. And when we get that opportunity to move forward, we have to take it. And my other work was getting really busy. They were demanding more from me while cutting my wage. (laughs) And then my... My business kept getting busier. I felt that my time was more valuable helping other people. And it was getting busier and busier. And I just decided, you know, if this is really going to take off, I've got to give it my all. So I found an office. Um, I did have the benefit, too. I will say that, you know, part of the ability that made me or part of what made me able to go full time is that I did a World Hypnotism Day event and I wrote a press release. And I got TV, a TV interview, and I got a newspaper interview. And, you know, my phone just started ringing. And it was just at this time when I'd wanted to do more. So I just decided, let's do it. There's enough clients right now. I'm going to go for this and see what happens. Yeah. That tends to be one of those decision points that many people stall over of leaving behind something that was working quite well, although your story in some way kind of mirrors mine of uh, leaving behind a career working in management and theater and, hey, here's the offer for the dream job and the offer, let's just call it out, kind of sucked. But And then here's this this part-time thing that was slowly taking over and I had full control of my hours, full control of my income and full control of my life. Hmm. Rough decision. So, What was it? Let's go back to that moment, though, of, you know, where so often people would say it's so easy to keep doing the same old thing. What do you think was one of those motivators for you in terms of leaving behind those old things that were established and launching something brand new? Um, I think number one, just being like a natural born entrepreneur (laughs) that I, I love that that taking new risks, but I don't think that I would have really done it if it wasn't for hypnosis as well, because I was getting hypnotherapy at that point to really help me get to where I wanted to be. So I can, when I look back, even now, I think how much my life has changed because that was over four years ago that I went full time and I can really credit it to having the guidance from leaders in the industry I had some sessions with Tom Nicoli, you know, spent some time being coached by him and then just learning and going to conferences and learning from everyone that I could also in our industry. Because I never knew it was a possibility, honestly, to have that as a full-time thing that I can actually create a lifestyle and a career that you love until I saw other people doing it. That's one of those biggest benefits of attending any of these conventions, of getting that feedback of what other people are doing. And 
with the person who's got that concern of, yeah, but people are going to think it's weird that I'm getting into hypnosis, or I don't know if people will come to that. There's a nice nudge of confidence when you're seeing that, okay, yes, other people are doing this. This is a viable part of our community. This is a role that has been created, and there's still more people out there who can benefit from the service than there are those of us who can actually help them. Well, exactly. And even when in some areas, like in the States there, where it's, it's seemingly very saturated with hypnotists, yes. there's still the ability to be completely successful. And the way that I look at it is like, if I'm going to actually do this full time, then I've got to believe and see that it can be, you know, I can value myself, charge what I'm worth, because the the money that people are paying for sessions has to help keep me healthy and my son healthy and my, you know, has to be able to create the lifestyle for me to be healthy and talk my, you know, walk my talk, so to speak, too. And it's that reinvestment back into it, too. And, you know, it's where it's not just it. it the, the old line is that it's not for the hour that we're spending with the person or whatever the time frame is. It's everything leading up to that. It's all the preparation. It's all the experience. And um, the old metaphor of the, the man fixing the boat with one turn of a screw and charging $10,000. And <laughs> the itemized receipt being uh, turning the screw, $1, knowing which one to turn, 9999 <laughs> So from exactly. there, the extremely <laughs> short version of that story. So I like that one, yeah. Yeah, so... That experience of leaving behind what may have been seemingly more comfortable, more established, launching out on your own. Right, right. You know, we can throw around that term entrepreneur. What would you say if you had to unpack some of that uh, natural born entrepreneurial skill from yourself? What are some of those components that would, would make that up for you? Good point. And I guess I shouldn't even call it natural born because when I really look back, it was like, uh, been developed through all of the experiences I had, whether it was like running a, a restaurant or running a catering company or catering uh, a food at a festival or, you know, all of these different ways. So when I really look back at it, I would say that I didn't really, um, you know, I would take any opportunity to learn or to interact with people, whether it was going to a trade show or all of the things that I did over time, I guess if I think of an entrepreneur is somebody who's willing to just really put their heart and soul into what they're doing, into their business and really, you know, uh, keep learning, <laughs> keep learning and not get discouraged or not use like little roadblocks along the way or things that might seem like it's, not moving as quickly or it might not work out and just keep doing things because I didn't really just sit in my office, wait for people to come. Like even right now I have three talks booked in Regina where I go to the library, talk for free about hypnosis, give them a sample of what it's like, or go to a trade show, talk to people or go to an expo or go online. Or I'm always building this in a way where it's just about letting people know that I am here to help them when they're ready or if this is right for them. And, you know, and so when I think of being an entrepreneur, because I definitely, like so many of my clients right now are all are entrepreneurs, are my hypnotherapy students and even holistic practitioners, you know, people that are wanting to help others 
but also have to be able to run a business. Because sometimes I joke about it. You know, you don't become a hypnotherapist and then look in the newspaper. Hmm, who is hiring hypnotherapists today? <laughs> like this, I mean, maybe we're, maybe in some other places, but where I live, unless I'm hiring them, nobody is hiring them. <laughs> and so the thing with that is that I started doing a lot of work with people with these types of businesses because it's not always as natural to run that business side of things, which is great what you're doing, which is help teaching the different aspects of ways we can keep building our business because when you're just really good at helping someone or you have a desire to help someone, that business aspect of it, that entrepreneurial aspect of it can seem a little bit overwhelming. And I know even for me that I have to keep that in check sometimes because I could work on, I could think of like a hundred projects right now to do with this hypnotherapy knowledge, but I've also got to learn how to focus and how to think about, you know, how I want to grow my business. And so I guess I came across those skills from working in the, you know, the food and beverage industry for so long and being a general person that likes to talk to people and get out there and learn but I really think that's not, that's something that everyone can, even if they're more of an introvert or they don't have that experience, but it's more the realization that that is part of the business of helping people. There's something to be said about just that mindset of getting the information out there. And I'd even credit some of the, the mindsets inside of like improv comedy that the whole concept of yes and that that tends to be a major component of okay we're putting on this event okay now it's going to have this possible conflict okay we can do this around it um, i'm going to promote my service in this specific way and here's something that else i'm up against okay well i can do it this way now and it's this constant game of seamlessly pivoting and responding to whatever's around in that experience that you know there's, I, I live by the Lorne Michaels quote from Saturday Night Live of, you know, the show goes live at 1130, whether we're ready or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So it's where someone at some point has to be your first client and someone at some point has to be your first student. And at some point, you've got to be the one there on television for the first time. And there's that jumping out moment. And there's something extremely exciting about that, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's fun even to reflect on that because I can see how I would learn something or I would get an idea for something and I do it. And I still do that. Like in the stuff that I'm planning now, it's still I get an idea because I see that people are needing this or people are wanting this and I could create this event or do this group or, or do that. And I've, I've really just done it. And then I learn as I go, because I think that's also part of it too, where now there are more programs or there are some things that we can find to get assistant in how to run things. But when we're really talking about our own creativity or my own personal inspiration, for example, if I have an idea and no one else is doing it, I have to just create it on my own. And there's a learning process in that. It's different if I would say, a nursing educator and I had all the books and the binders in front of me of, okay, this is what I teach the first class. This is what I teach then. This moves to here. This is the test that they have when I feel like sometimes this, uh, which I love about it too, but it's really, it's really unprecedented. It's not, 
you know, it's not been done before in the way that I want to do it. And what I've realized over time, say, for example, with my hypnosis, weight loss groups and a yoga studio, you know, what I realized over time is that, well, now I'm beginning to create a format of what I think is best for each of the four sessions. And it still sometimes changes depending on the needs of the people in the class. And I feel like that flexibility, like you were saying, okay, now you're going on TV for the first time, or now you're going to go and talk about hypnosis here, is the thing that keeps that wheel of momentum spinning, which is always going to attract more clients. So then you mentioned working with entrepreneurs. Is there a certain category Mm -hmm. that you would say is perhaps one of your passions, one of your greatest interest? Oh, absolutely. Like holistic health, Mm -hmm. you know, health and healing anything that anyone is doing in terms of helping other people feel better. I guess I have been getting into, I do a lot of real estate. I help a lot of people sell houses. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> um, us, tell me, tell me about that. Oh, okay. That's really fun because that's, for example, like kind of these new, I shouldn't even say new. I've been doing that for a while, but working with entrepreneurs, you know, real estate is also one of those businesses where you've got to have some trust. You're not necessarily getting a, an exact paycheck every every month, which I also think is, you know, kind of taking that jump to go into hypnotherapy full time where you don't necessarily have that recommended paycheck. But so, for example, working with a real estate agent to help sell houses is helping them get in line with themselves. Because again, the more that they're feeling comfortable about their self, having confidence in what they know, even if they're not the oldest in the industry, you know, some of these people have been doing this for a long time. And so helping them build confidence, helping them have more trust in themselves. I mean, I've done a lot of sessions just like to help people make the cold calls because people can really have a block from just making those calls, sending those emails, putting themselves out there. And sometimes I joke about, you know, how I should just start getting paid commission on all the houses that I've sold. (laughs) That really is a huge, huge category. I work with uh, life insurance agents on cold calling. I work with, uh, you know, the the whole concept of the lawyer becoming partner um, is up until that point for many firms, that lawyer is basically a subcontractor and they're responsible for going out and drumming up their own business. It's when they eventually, quote, become partner that now they're really just now technically hired by the firm they've been working with for quite some time. Um, this is how one client explained it. And they have to do a lot of that footwork themselves and, you know, get over a lot of these blocks. So there's, yeah, I've worked with real estate agents, too, in that same category of, They've got to be more assertive on certain things that, okay, here is the situation, here is this common challenge, and that ability to take that stage as the expert and say, look, you have to get this fixed, we have to settle the contract this way, and there's that fear of, oh, they're not going to like me if I say these things, when it's it's business, it's, it's a contract. Right. right. Well, and saying those things is what creates the success really being able to be ourselves and help people to be themselves and not worry about people liking them or losing the job actually helps them to do the job better. Well, it breaks and I find that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it breaks down that yeah. expectation that often and this is not just a statement inside of hypnosis, but often that if we're talking about building rapport, 
that sometimes mm-hmm. is often taught, oh, just sit like they sit, talk like they talk, and be nice to them. And there's sometimes moments where that rather oh. respectful call out, that rather polite way of saying, no, this is what the work has to be at this point, that builds a much deeper level of rapport as there's trust, there's a much greater intention towards I'm going to help you create this outcome, whether it's the client producing the change, the um, real estate agent being assertive in that closing, and whatever these scenarios would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree completely. And it's a good reminder that to me, too, where I can see how I've been even learning that more and more myself, where I've been more assertive at times and where I've just become able to say, for example, instead of worry about what they might think is, the cost of doing this many sessions where I can say, here's the thing, this is what you really need to do to get to where you want to be. And having more confidence in myself in that way too. And I have, uh, I have a lot of, um, I guess, exposure and, you know, I like to use the hashtag self love. I do a lot of talking and teaching about self love. And when I think about it, when it really comes down to this self love and this way that we, see our own worth and see our own value. It's not that we have to wait until we know everything because even with something like that where we're talking about sometimes being more assertive or sometimes saying what you need to say, it's all a process. And I think if we wait until we get to the perfect place, like if I I look back now and I think if I would have waited to feel like I was ready to be the best hypnotist, I would have never started. The most probably most quoted uh, line on this program is the Sean Michael Andrews line of if we all wish we can call back our first client and say we got better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, so let, let's let's drill deep into maybe some strategy here. So let's mm-hmm. take this category okay. of helping them to, you know, overcome that self-worth, helping them to overcome that block in terms of their assertiveness. And let's put it in that category of just putting themselves out there, whether it's the cold calling, whether it's the promoting their business. What are some of the strategies that often pop up inside of that session with you? Um, hmm, Good question. Which I'm sure it's not a cookie cutter. I use this with everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what are some of those go-to strategies in terms of overcoming those blocks? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I do use, I do work differently with every person, but some things that I would do are, uh, I I guess I do a lot of visualization of what they want and especially how it's going to feel. So to me, I use a lot of the law of traction in my hypnotherapy, especially now, which especially with real estates and selling houses, you know, sometimes just in the visualization of how they're going to feel when it's sold or how they're going to feel when they find the right family that's for that home. So, you know, future pacing or visualizing the future, connecting to the feeling. And then I definitely will do the other work, which is releasing blocks. So any type of dissolving or releasing visualizations, um, I'll use the feeling, like if there actually is a feeling that's blocking them, I'll regress to the first time they had the feeling. You know, I'll use all of the hypnosis techniques that I have in my toolbox, depending on who's there and what they need. And of course, any kind of ego strengthening or strength building. Um, and, and having and helping them to get to a place where 
you know, it's not me telling them how they should feel or me telling them what they should do, but where they can become better at trusting in themselves. So I suppose I do a lot of that work where, you know, I want them to really get to where they need to get to. I like to guide a client in hypnosis to see what's right for themselves. And then if they feel like they're just trying to do X amount of cold calls because they feel like that's what they should do, they might often have the realization that that's actually not what they need to do. And they can find a way to do things and connect with people, do a few calls here, and it's actually enough for their business to be successful. It's that mindset that uh, so many of these things work. It's a matter of how we put it all together, how we actually uh, build that system for ourselves, whether it's the work we do with our client sessions. And it's where it can be daunting in the weight loss category that there's so many options that they have, but they probably only need to modify two or three little things. And that's going to create most of those results. That's, you just read my mind. <laughs> That's exactly where my mind went to as soon as I said that because I do a lot of weight loss every day. And that's a, the perfect example of, you know, I, I feel like hypnosis offers that ability for them to really understand that, like, they don't need to be doing what they should be doing. They need to be doing what feels right for them. And when they're in that deeper state and they're able to connect more to themselves, they can start to see how, Having all of these shoulds, I mean, it's the same, I guess, in the hypnosis business, where if there's all of these things that you need to have in place before you start doing it, it really holds it back. And that's when people say, well, I'm not quite ready. I'll start Monday. I don't have all the groceries I need. I'll start next week. I don't have this because there's a there's an expectation. So different ways that I might release expectation or help people to see more clearly about what they can do little by little or step by step and of course let go of any overwhelm or any any of the ways that we might be hard on ourselves to to for getting into the situation that we're in yeah so we go through training and oftentimes we learn some sort of uh let's say session protocol some sort of format to it but as soon as we're out Mm -hmm. on our own we start to develop our own style develop our own approach so kind of walk us through that user experience someone's coming into your space someone's about to work with you what's going to be unique about that approach with you hmm yeah, I definitely practice differently than I learned. <clears throat> um, well, with me, we begin, I suppose it's like any any session where we begin talking to the person about what what they're experiencing, what they're feeling. I'm always going to do the pre-talk, you know, talk about hypnosis. And I would say right from the beginning, just walking into my space feels good. It feels really safe. It feels really comfortable. I have an ability to be very unconditionally loving. So I find that people are very comfortable to say how they feel right from the beginning. So there isn't a lot of time spent of me asking a lot of questions. I can get a feel for someone really easily. And I'd say the difference between, I, I can't really say what other people are doing actually, but I'd say what I feel is is really great uh, that's going on in my office is that, that level of comfort, that level of safety. And then the way that I'm even helping them learn to think about things 
consciously. I'm helping them learn how to think about things or how to talk about things or how to use their language and use their thoughts even after they leave here. So I'm not just saying, okay, come in, this is your problem. Here, this is what hypnosis is. Now be hypnotized and see you later. (laughs) I'm saying, okay, you know, the way you think affects your reality and the way you speak about things creates your reality. So I'm going to be teaching them about the subconscious mind so that they're empowered. Because for me, all of the people that helped me along the way really empowered me to get to where I am And I'm not looking to create people that are needing me for everything. I'm learning, I'm really wanting to create people that are empowered to do what they need to do for themselves. And so then, of course, when they are hypnotized, they're experiencing a really deep level of hypnosis. I find that just keeps happening more and more the more I do. When people will come to me, having seen other people saying they didn't really feel they were hypnotized, as I know you talk about lots too. (laughs) and then really getting them into a nice deep level of hypnosis and knowing that I'm going to support them on their journey to being better, even if that means that they don't need hypnotherapy or they don't feel like they want this anymore. And that's probably the best. Go ahead. No, is there a specific where you mentioned uh, talking about the subconscious and sharing some strategies, sharing Mm -hmm. some mindsets there? Are there Mm -hmm. specific metaphors that you're using to do that? Are there specific techniques that you're using to really help them to build that independence within themselves rather than that dependence back upon you? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely use, I use self-hypnosis for sure, teaching them self-hypnosis. I'll do the every day and every way I feel better and better. I find people just love that. That's a really good way to start. It's general. Everything that I've learned about the mind, especially the subconscious mind and the way that it takes things and the words that it's able to take things. So I'll give them that to take home with the every day and every way. I feel better and better. I'll give them self-hypnosis, moving on from there, being able to deepen their techniques if they desire. I'll definitely give them a a suggestion, you know, right out of the NGH training, the trainer for using the proper words and the proper setup of language to repeat to themselves, like every day I go to the gym at six in the morning for an hour and I feel great, those kind of things. And then I bring in my own techniques, which are all about the law of attraction and really about focusing it. We know when you focus on what you don't want, you get it. When you focus on what you want, you get it. And this idea, like, for example, my client, she came in today, she says, everyone around me kept talking about how they're sick and how everyone's getting sick. And she's like, I just wanted to leave the room. I I left the room eventually because I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) 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 And this idea of, yeah, you know, being more in control of the thoughts that we think. And I'll definitely do that in a repetitious type of way in hypnosis, this idea of things are always working out for me you know, using these more general statements to speak to the subconscious mind to create new beliefs. So then from the experience of working with clients, what was that motivation to then start training others? Hmm. Oh, you know, for me, it was really like I could, it was endless. The possibilities of how hypnotherapy could help was so endlessly overwhelming that I realized I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> I needed more people to be doing this. There's, I could just, 
you know, I thought, I've got to share this. I've got to get this out there because one, I mean, it's a super satisfying career to have. Two, there's an endless amount of people that could be could benefit from having hypnotherapy. And three, there are so many facets of it that that could be created as a business for somebody really looking to help others while having a satisfying career. And so once I started to think about teaching others and and also I learn too, right? When I'm teaching, when I'm training, and then now I've been able to get more into advanced training so I have more students. I am learning so much as I go too. So what's a possible belief system that you had around hypnosis when you first got into it that would you say is now either dramatically changed or dramatically improved? Hmm. So something that's either been enhanced or something you can think back and go, I used to think that and now instead it's this. I'll let you take it from there. Hmm, like when I first learned? Yeah. Because I really, <clears throat> I really didn't go in with any uh, perceptions, I can't say, but, oh, I know. So when I first learned hypnotherapy, when I did my training, I, 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 I thought it was more this idea where you do a couple sessions and then they go away forever. <laughs> like you, they come in with the problem, you do a couple sessions and then they're done. And I definitely don't feel that now. Now I can see how, yeah, there are some things that only need a couple sessions, say a fear or a phobia, generally speaking, is that only needs two sessions max for me. And now, but all of the other stuff, whether it's like, well, especially weight loss or anxiety or depression or so many things that I can see how I've had clients where they can get benefit from every session they do. Absolutely. Even if it's just one or even if it's just two, but really the people that I see that their pain has gone away, that they're, they change their jobs, that their family life is better, that they're making more money, that they're feeling better have done more than two sessions. Well, it's that mindset of rather than just being the person who helps them to solve a problem, but instead being that person who helps to facilitate, here's the next step of this journey. Here's the next step moving mm-hmm. forward. And um, mm-hmm. I, I probably shared the story here before, but a previous client who called up one time, he had come in a year or two before for uh, fear of public speaking. And you could tell he's smiling as he says, Jason, I've got a brand new problem. Because what he's now facing is something that he, as he said, graduated towards because the public speaking issue resolved itself. He was now getting promotions at work and now having to manage a team. So where where appropriate to continue helping that person. But yeah, you're right. Some things are just so cut and dry, straightforward, and they're on their way. Mm. But then sometimes there's Mm -hmm. those moments where there's a really great reason to continue that journey and keep strengthening what's there. Oh, absolutely. And I think it also helps the general consensus and beliefs around hypnosis for the public because then it stops being this thing that's just a poof, magic thing, like you go into hypnosis and poof, you're a different person and helps really create more of a, a, of a holistic and helpful reality that hypnotherapy is just not this like, uh, entertaining magical thing that takes away all your problems, like the easy button, but it definitely can 
change things forever where you can continue to grow and you can continue to work on yourself and you can continue to get to where you want to be. Outstanding. So Heather, where can people find out more about you online? Well, I'm Hypno Heather. So everything is Hypno Heather. <laughs> you know, HypnoHeather.com, Hypno Heather Facebook, Hypno Heather Snapchat, Hypno Heather Instagram. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, and I do have, I do actually have a new website uh, too that I just started uh, called gethypnotraining.com. So this is me moving into doing more stuff. I mean, right now it's just showing the training that I'm offering here in person, the basic NGH training in February. It's going to be updated this month to show the um, to show the weekend that Inez Simpson is coming to Regina to teach us the Simpson protocol. Oh, outstanding. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to learn that forever. <laughs> and I get the opportunity to bring her here too for everybody to benefit as well. So that's going to be updated soon with that on it too. Outstanding. And we'll put links to everything over in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. Heather, it's been awesome having you on here. It's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Jason Lennett here once again. And as always, thank you so much for your feedback online, for sharing this program on your social media streams. And once again, I'd invite you to hang out with me in Las Vegas, August 2018, right after the HypnoThoughts Live convention for Hypnotic Products, a two-day business course appropriate for all levels, whether you're brand new to hypnosis, whether you're a working pro wanting to break out of that dollars for hours model, learn more over at hypnoticproducts.com. Though if the travel is not an option, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com, all about growing your local business and thriving in this outstanding community as a hypnotist. And as Heather says, letting hypnosis speak for itself. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. 